When I was young, my granddad was a song leader in the church, and his twin brother was the preacher. And it was this little small Church of Christ in East Texas. He taught me how to sing harmony when I was about six. Me and my two sisters were put in a bathtub. He would hum a note into your ear, and he taught us how to really listen. I became a good singer at a young age. You know, I sang in the church a lot. Super conservative Church of Christ. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, three times a week thing. The rules of the Church of Christ. You don't sing with an instrument. Our voice is a voice that was given to us by God and God only is kind of the thing. And I love to go in, in community and sing with 400 people all a cappella in a room. That's freaking awesome. This old lady who sang that he had a booming like opera soprano voice. And like my granddad would give her a little nod from the stage and she'd just be killing it. My granddad was, you know, when he was diagnosed with cancer, well, I was 10 years old, and he didn't have long to live, and he died about two months later, so it was real fast. It was terrible, you know, and I had to grow up really fast, because right after that, I mean, my parents got a divorce, and it was me and my two sisters and my mother, and we were real broke. I would say that I was, I chose more of a rough past due to having to grow up so soon at a young age. Once I learned how to really drink beer and whiskey, I really did it with a meaning, so. And smoking pot and everything else, everything under the sun. Well, what happened is I got caught with weed, got put on uh, probation, partied, and got caught with some drug charges. They gave me the sentence that I'm gonna have to do six months. My mom was freaking the hell out right before I went in there, you know? And she was like, don't be, don't be scared. And she's crying. I was like, how am I supposed to not be scared when you're crying? And they handcuffed me and put me in jail. Buttoned up and taken to the pumpkin patch out on Highway 69, wearing my orange jumpsuit onesie, you know? There's three tanks. Three tanks that could hold probably about 15 to 25 people in each tank. Uh, first tank I look in is all white people. Second tank, all Mexican and Asian. Third tank, all black people. And so I was like, wow, what in the hell have I stepped into? Now I'm seeing real life segregation and all this stuff going on, you know? So there's only room in the African-American tank. I mean, they're bringing me in real late. These guys all wake up at 4.30 in the morning to go out to work, so. The most annoying thing is when somebody's coming into their bunk and having just waking everybody up, you know. I go to the very back corner and they said, okay, take that. And the officer shines the light into that top bunk in that corner. And I walk over there and I'm a big guy, so it's tough for me to just hop on a top bunk. So um, I used the foot of the bottom bunk, which was this guy, Tony, this uh, guy with a gold grill. And that guy said, hey, boy, that'll be the last time you step on my bed. And I was like, oh, right, I'm sorry, sir. And I get no sleep that night. I was just kind of paranoid more than anything. You could possibly be killed or shanked or hurt or beat up or raped or whatever it goes through anybody's head in jail. You know, yeah, those things can eat you up. Or you can be like, you got to be cool. You got to not piss off anybody. Can't get too close to anybody. I mean, if all else failed, you know, I was going to keep to myself. 
started going out on the county road and bridge department that next morning. It's chain gang work where you're hooked up and you go out in vans and go fix the county roads and bridges around East Texas. When you're moved from the jail and transport, you're chained to the next person next to you. And then when you go out, there's guys with guns. Breaking rocks down, singing, all on the highway. They went like that. You know, it's not, oh, brother, where art thou? But close, you know. I'd work, walk behind an asphalt truck, pick out the rocks, big rocks out of the black tar. It's real hot as hell, you know. It was me, old school, Reverend Al, Tony, Castaneda. Never forget this guy. In and out of jail for nine years. Got out four different times, never got out for more than three days. Well, he said, man, I haven't had a burger in like seven years, man. And I was like, yeah, well, tomorrow I'll try to figure out how this is. No way, man. How are you going to get it past Sarge? And I was like, dude, I'll figure out a way. I'd find out where we're going the next day. I called my dad and I called my mom. I was like, okay, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., you need to drop off a bunch of Whataburger cheeseburgers and a bunch of fries over here because I'm going to feed the whole crew. And I told my sergeant, I know that you're going to have to go all the way back to the other side of town on Highway 69 and I-20 to get some food and bring us back bologna sandwiches. Or you can let these bags of cheeseburgers that I just had my mom and dad drop off behind that building right there, and you can look at those, and you can have one yourself. There's a bacon cheeseburger in there with your name on it. And he said, all right. All these guys haven't had real food in years. It was like eating a burger for the first time. It felt like that time on that movie Shawshank Redemption on that roof when they're tarring the roof and all those guys get to drink those beers. I was like, oh my God, I feel like Andy Dufresne. <laughs> we didn't eat, eat all the burgers because, I mean, our stomachs haven't been eating real food. And when you just start grubbing on something greasy, you know, it's just like, oh, your stomach. So we tried to smuggle the burgers back in into the jail we're walking in and we each have two burgers in our little onesie and they pat us down and they find all these burgers and they say all right we're giving you 10 minutes 10 minutes to eat all that and so we sat there and we we were still full but we just gave said this is for the guys inside So uh, Tony later, he said, so tell me why you're in here and, you know, ask me all these questions. That kind of made it to where, okay, I'm sorry for stepping on your bed. Now we're friends. Let's smoke cigarettes and shoot the sh Well, we started singing gospel songs. Well, we start freaking get the pens, you know. Do that kind of stuff, you know, and we'd get styrofoam cups and cut out the bottom of the of the cup and make our own little microphone, you know? Check one, two. Ooh, way, I got you. We'd all sing this three-part harmony, old hymns that my granddad taught me. Well, I'm so tired and so weary, but I must go alone till the Lord... By about the fourth or fifth Sunday, it was standing room only in that cell. There will be peace in the valley for me someday. When you can, for some reason, music and singing and singing with somebody 
brings you close, you know, and you feel, you get a warm sensation over you. You feel good. The people that, uh, that don't talk much or kind of keep to themselves, for some reason that Sunday they'd come out and you'd hear them singing or they'd have something to say or something to offer to talk about. Talk, not talk about the Bible or, or anything. They'd talk about life, you know, and that was one thing. It was probably one of the best churches I'd been to. Shoot. I do remember one time when we did sing uh, Peace in the Valley, our buddy Reverend Al is what we called him. And uh, he, uh, he kind of choked up a little bit because, you know, one of the songs was sang in his grandmother's funeral or something. And then he talked about that. It was just real talk. All of a sudden, it was me and five black guys that became my best friends. We hug like kin. We're family. We have a bond that's beyond, you know. We've been at the lowest point of our lives together. Singing together with some folks in jail brought joy and brought some light at the end of the tunnel for me because I knew I knew what I had to do when I got out. And I guess the recognition of being able to just put together a little, little singing group in the jailhouse kind of let me realize I can put together a group anywhere. Paul Cawthon now heads the band Sons of Fathers. They just put out a new album called Burning Days. Check it out. They're on tour across the U.S. of A. That piece was produced by Stephanie Fu. You are listening to Snap Judgment. And to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.